What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Plate Stack Chat. It is a, um, it's not quite live episode of Plate Stack Chat, but it's recorded on location after day one of SID Origins 2021. Wit SID Origins 2021. I am joined by Jason. We've lost Sam. Um, although I can see him, but he's he's a little bit busy. He's just, um, he, he's just out of reach of a microphone. Yeah, yeah. But we're, but we're gonna we're gonna get a number of people to join us. Someone else holding a microphone right now. It's Ed. You know, Ed, how's it going? Um, it's been an emotional day. An emotional day. I mean, we. To, I'm going to start with a quick why that might be an emotional day. That it was snowing. It was a blizzard this morning. For event one, as all the teams went out with a 60 kilo worm uh, for a 4K run, I wasn't sure whether that was going to happen. I was like, "What happens if it doesn't happen?" I thought, Ed, uh, "Not Ed, you might have done, but uh, Ollie might replace a 4K run with 4,000 burpees for time." I thought that would have been really good. <laughs> Over the sandbag. Oh yeah. Well, a, a worm biathlon might have yeah. been a better idea with the amount of snow we had, but you know. Yeah. We don't need the ski ergs. Just get them outside. <laughs> I. It was so cold, and I. I spent a good sort of half an hour, an hour out there in the beginning. I went back in because of how cold it was. And I was like, I think I've got enough content. And then Maz gave me three bags of hats. So I just went and did a lap of the course, handing out hats to the volunteers that were just out there freezing. Well, I must say, from the coffee stand in the Wit Arena, um, <laughs> watching looking at the snow from the window, yeah, I, I really felt for you. Yeah, bet but, you did. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to see event one. I don't know if we need to talk about event one in terms of like, did I mean, did it go well? I mean, like a, a, a 60 kilo worm between 12 people, that sounds pretty easy. Yeah, I don't think all 12 were holding it at the same time, Tom, and that, that well, may have made it That's where they were going wrong then, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I would have been at the back with like one finger, just go, oh, I'm here guys, don't worry. Uh, but um, I mean, the one I watched was event two and three. So that was the clean and jerk ladder for the males and the, the snatch. Uh, ladder for the uh, for the females. Uh, I thought that was uh, really exciting. It was definitely the beginning of the buzz uh, for uh, for the kind of like knocko arena. But Ed, were you judging then? How was that when it got emotional for you? Um, <laughs> the whole day's been emotional, actually. Yeah. Um, I think we've had a kind of a, the full gamut of, of pretty much everything that you'd expect from the competition. You've got, um, I mean, all the teams are going full bore. They're all really really hard at it. Um, just trying to make sure you apply the standard correctly and to make sure that the athletes are following all the bits and pieces that they were briefed at the start is probably the crucial part of it. And if um, if that doesn't always happen and your heart rate's at 180, 190, it can get slightly stressful. Um, so yeah, so there's been a few, there are a few few appeals from teams, but broadly it was all all as it should be, I think. I'm, I must say like, uh, you know, watching people, most of the time I'm observing the wider CrossFit community like, through Instagram. And one of the things I was really noticing is that when you start observing the CrossFit community when they're on the competition floor, they look very different. A lot of them are a lot more serious. So it's interesting you were saying, like, trying to remind them to observe the rules as they're laid out in the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the sport guide is, is, uh, is a tough job for all involved, especially you judges. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the nitty gritty around some of the, 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 the kind of around the edges... I mean, if we take the, the plates on the platform not being on the bar, that's a safety issue. I mean, all the bars are quite close to each other. You've got media in, in between the bars. Um, you know, the, 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 if you dropped a bar and it, it bounced off a fractional, there's, there's a real safety issue. So there's a reason why we were asking them to clear the plates from, from the lifting platform. 
Um, they don't athletes aren't paying the, aren't paying Ollie's insurance premium for this event for a start. Um, so yeah, but then you know they, they, if if you if you're holding a team back to clear the plates before allowing them to start lifting, then you know they want to they just want to make sure that they're being treated fairly. And I think I said that last time, wasn't it? That everybody just wants to be treated fairly, and it's it's about making sure that you apply all of those rules consistently um, across all the teams. And that's what we've been trying to do. I mean, I'm not going to think, I'm thinking of it not as an excuse or a, to justify behavior like that, but I guess you always talk about racehorses having kind of blinkers on and they're not seeing outside their lanes. And they're not thinking, oh, if my barbell hits a fractional and pings off and hits a media. I'll tell you what, Ed's face when you said that, when you tried to, when you tried to excuse some of those athletes, his face dropped. I wasn't yeah. trying to excuse them. No, no, no be, because, because I've had the, 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 all, of the, all of the appeals from the judge to the team leads <laughs> has been from athletes complaining about what other teams next to them are doing. I was, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping in. I know I wasn't Oh, sorry, yeah, intro. Sam's yeah, here Sam's as well, here. everyone. Hi. So I was just eating my pizza. Um, I, I'll be honest, Ed, I think you're being really boring. Um, I think you need to give us a bit more, like, goss. Because it's like it's all good towing the, like... We're, we're mid-competition. Yeah, you know, When's this going out? You know, is, it, is, it, is it coming out tonight before tomorrow? Because there's no way I'm going to be dishing goss before we go out but, again. But, like, uh, the first thing, they're not blinkered at all. The first thing that every athlete says on the floor is... They're not doing it right over there. Yeah. They're not, you know, the, the, this lane next to me is doing it absolutely wrong. Yeah. Oh no, the best, the best one was I had, I had one, one team complaining that the girls on the team next to them were lifting a lighter weight, <laughs> when in fact what they'd actually done was stack the 1.25 fractionals on the inside of the bar, so you just couldn't see them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, thanks for that. I, I actually yeah, saw cheers. that one. <laughs> but that's a good strategy because if you if you do that, so that would be my new strategy would be to sort of hide certain plates, not because of like, oh, it's quicker for loading or slower for loading. I want the team next to me to waste time coming over and shouting at the judges, yeah, speaking to the judges. what I'm doing. And, and one thing I would add is, I, I, if, you're, if you're a team listening to this, when, when has ever arguing with a judge worked in your favour? <laughs> Absolutely. I was watching it today. <laughs> when that five-second penalty becomes a ten-second penalty. Exactly. How did that happen? Why, no, but it's, I mean, if you, uh, I mean a, a, calm, a calm discussion afterwards or an appeal is fine. Um, you know, getting in the judge's face and having a real go at them. As is, I mean, I know it's, look, it, as I say, I, I'm going to excuse people being emotional when their heart rate's so high and they, they feel like they're not being treated fairly. And I, that's what I said on the last, last time you interviewed me, was not being treated fairly is one of the things that will elicit this, one of the strongest emotional responses. It's really difficult to control yourself when, when, when your heart rate's that high. So I get it, but it's just, yeah, I mean... A, a calm discussion at a later time is probably going to be more effective if you've got a legitimate appeal. That's why we have an appeals form, right? Because you have Absolutely. To, if, if your hand's still shaking that you can't actually write the form, it's probably not the time to be discussing it. <laughs> Maybe that should be like, when you've got like an event three and four kind of together, and then you add a, an event five is stay calm. It's like as the first person, start deducting points as soon as you get. No, but you could do that with a heart rate monitor, couldn't you? First person to get their heart rate down for time. Yeah, you got people just passing out on the floor. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Unconscious doesn't count, right? I mean, so we've talked a little bit about the judging side. One of the things for me, because uh, I, I love the, uh, I love the kind of spectacle of the sport as well. So it was a descending ladder of snatches and clean and jerks at increasing weight. And I thought with a team of twelve, or no, it's a team, team of seven and team of five because it was males or females. Is like, do you put your proficient barbell kind of stylists out there to rattle through the thirty-three and the twenty-four? 
or do you kind of put the those that might not be as proficient with the barbell out there while they can still lift it and save your big hitters but risk the time cap so you know there was there was plenty of that out there and different approaches so uh, well, i saw know. the there was one team that i saw um or that i know that had that plan they were going to put their kind of not quite as competent lifters in the first bit but they then were starting to struggle so then the more competent lifters had to then jump in but then what happened was they then had nothing left for the lifts that they were supposed to be hitting and then couldn't hit the lifts that they were supposed to hit and it was it just all went it, the plan plan just you know as Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson once said, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the and I may think it was rude of the MC to go around punching people in the face, but you know, it adds to the thrill of competition, I suppose. I did tell Sophie to stop doing that, um, but she carried on nevertheless. <laughs> carried on nevertheless. She's also sitting here, but I'm not going to give her a mic. You know? <laughs> I, I need to ask now, Sam, you have someone on, who was, and, and Sophie, you're on the competition floor. Sophie doesn't have a mic right now, but she did earlier. Um, I didn't get to see the later heats where I assume there were more teams on the male side at least getting towards the kind of 140 kilo barbell. Was there much of that going on in the late heats? I think I was too busy doing mental arithmetic. Uh, yeah, Zach, I saw Zach George, well, Zach George power cleaned, 100, power cleaned and jerked 145 kilos and nearly dropped it on Jason's head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post up that video. But yeah. yeah it's, um, well, you can see actually on this, it's one of the strength and depth stories. But the problem is because they've got like the, the girls are then changing the weight plates for, for the guys when they're lifting. I was sort of sat between the platform and then that kind of group of girls that had been changing the plates. And I saw him lift it. I'm like filming it. I was like, this is really good. And then he just starts moving forward. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I now admire his lifting skills because he didn't drop the bar on my head, which, yeah. you know, that's a gold yeah. star in my book. He missed. He missed. Yeah, <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> but I didn't get to. Uh, I didn't get to see event four at all, which was over on the the Wit Arena. Um, yes, I was so there. the Wit Arena was. It's the first time they've put the Vendor Village like around a separate arena, um, and I'm like really intrigued to kind of like know what that was like. Did it have a similar vibe to kind of like the Noko Arena? Um, that was one with like, it was the one with the kind of like erg and stuff in as well, the rower. It and was. The, um, Somebody had to hang on a bar while the other two teammates did um, dead was it deadlifts with the with like the worm, and then shoulder to overheads. And I think I think that workout was basically the equivalent of being punched in the face, okay. pretty much. What? From and what I could gather, that workout and then was basically it was like being punched in the face repeatedly. And then they had to do the calories on the uh, the bike, the rower, and three hundred double unders. And the judges absolutely loved getting to count 300 double unders. Mm. From what I've heard, it was in their favorite thing of the day was standing there, one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six. It was even fun, even more fun trying to put that into uh, the scoring because uh, there was a lot of kind of counting that was needed there. Yeah. But I disappeared to the pool by then. Oh, convenient. So. Well, we are fortunate enough to have a couple of other guys here that were yeah. also on the competition floor today. Sorry, guy, ladies and gentlemen here. I mean... I'm not sure there are any ladies or gentlemen here, but <laughs> <laughs> suddenly all of our guests have left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> Chica. Introduce yourself. Let us know what you've been doing today at Sid. Oh, well, hi. I'm Sarah, and I was actually team leading on the Wit Arena. There we go. At that time. Yeah. Team leading what? The judges. Oh, there we go. Woohoo! <laughs> um, 
I must admit that was the most intimate workout I've ever been present and part of, if I'm honest. Um, we've, we had to have a discussion really about the equipment because at one point, if you were sat on the rower, you were grazing the leg of the person on the bike next to you. Um, so that was interesting to say the least. Um, trying to get 12 athletes through the smallest gap I've ever seen in my life was also interesting. But did you know what? It, it was all right. We managed. We got there. We got there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I hope they weren't helping each other on the different uh, pieces of cardio equipment if their legs were touching. Right, you know, not, not it's sure. Just like not lean your arm out, stop moving their pedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's the uh, uncommon movement clause. <laughs> there's, there's two and a half, one and a half of you on that skier or, or on that bike. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of couple of moments with equipment, but it was nothing that we couldn't solve or sort out. So it's absolutely fine. Never seen anyone give a backy on a bike. Maybe that's a shame. <laughs> Oh, maybe, no, I think, I think, knowing a bike, Erg, you'd more want, like, someone perched on the front, like, E.T. style, right? <laughs> well, I'm not sure how that's helping, right? Other than they're getting a nice draft from the fan. So, uh, but did it, how, how did it, because um, one of the things we were thinking about there, so all of us here are kind of, you know, involved in kind of judging, scoring, running scorecards. Did you get everything you needed? We were very much aware that by having a second field, of a second arena of play, we've got to try and get scorecards over. Uh, to to the Wit Arena. So, did you get everything you needed? Yeah, it's it's it was really good. The organizer. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, it was terrible yeah. from a scoring point of view. <laughs> uh, judging, great, great job. Um, no, it was fine. There was we had a dedicated team for that specific arena. Um, we had a nice little routine as well. So it yeah, it was really good. To be fair, no complaints. Much. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I can see si Simon's uh, also picked up uh, a judge, another another wearing the, the grey of the uh, the judges' t-shirt today, and, and a regular judge on the uh, the circuit. So uh, how, how's that been today? It was good. The the floor you're talking about was good because it was at least two or three deep of people. It's a lot smaller arena, um, so a lot more intimate. But the crowd was a lot more there because they're just that much closer to the action. So uh, yeah, so it was a different feel, but in a really a really good way yeah do you think it achieved i guess what was hoped of kind of getting footfall into the vet like giving the vendors more space whilst ensuring they were getting the atmosphere and the footfall kind of that comes with a an event still having an arena in the place as well yeah i mean you you, you walked through the wit wit cell part to actually get to the floor and to the athletes area so there's a lot more kind of interaction there I think a few of the vendors struggled to actually find a way to interact with the uh, with the the crowd. Um, you need a bit of action. You need something to entertain. You know, like it doesn't need. Crossfitters are fairly easily entertained. If it's weight, if it's going to be heavy, if you're going to say to, to them, someone else can't do this, then they're, they're, they're going to they're <laughs> going to be at it. Um, but overall, yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was a good area to be in because all of the athletes had to walk through there. So it's um, yeah. There was a couple of hairy moments where Sophie was like, "Come on, get behind your team." And usually, there's a bit of an awkward silence. But as soon as she said it, everybody was like, "Way!" And it just it kind of just gave the atmosphere ten out of ten. Really, it really gave the the place a boost. And I think there was a lot of people behind the teams, which was good. 
Sorry, we're closing shop as we're talking. Awkward. <laughs> it's the first time we've ever been kicked out of a room while podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the first time we've all been in the same room while podcasting. It is, it is. The, the challenges of recording live. I want to make sure, I don't know how long we've got, let's talk um, event five in the pool. I think that's something that's really special. Um, there are very few competitions that uh, um, actually integrate a pool. Um, so uh, um, I think it's, uh, it's great to kind of see that. And then we'll talk event six. So, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I loved kind of that event. I think, you know, I only got to see a bit of it, but I thought it was awesome. Um, Ed, go well, for I, it. As I must declare, I used to swim a lot as, as in my younger days. Um, you know, we're going back, God, nearly 30 years. Um, so for me, going to the pool was really interesting because I, when I... When I competed here four years ago, I didn't do the swim. I, I sold my soul to the salt bike, actually, as the alternative. Um, so it was nice to be out in there and have a look at just to see how how many UK-based, well, and, and other European crossfitters have worked on their swimming. Because uh, I think having, having been around Tribal Clash um, and other events where there's swimming involved, usually most crossfitters... When they see a swims involved, you know, you can see them kind of stuck screwing their eyes up and not many have done it. But, you know, with one or two people, they all stuck at it. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as, as I'd, I'd quite like to see more swimming and complex movement the way they did at the games with this with the assault bikes as well. But I think as an event, you know, considering the space you've got in the pool, um, I think it all works really nicely. And it's nice to see... It's nice to see actually most most people have been clearly working on the swimming. Um, but yeah, maybe really will actually want to... I think it's a bit more base. I think the entertainment is the fact that some of those people are so muscular, you just don't think they'll actually float. And when they do... <laughs> <laughs> well, and some of them don't. No. <laughs> we we no. count them in and count them out, yeah. don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the interesting thing was when the last heat finished, you could see that there was... It was about ten pairs of goggles at random points on the on the on the uh, on the on the I don't know, the, 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 the the bottom of the pool just been abandoned. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm, I'm sure there were some people that just kind of gave up and well, just didn't you're, want to you're, go. you're lighter without your goggles. So that's what it is. You're, you're lighter. lighter. Yeah, so they already Bli- blinder, but as well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. That's probably why that one guy hit his head. Yeah, yeah, but we um, yeah we didn't have too much controversy. There was a couple of medical issues with grazes and bumps, but not enough blood in the water to shut the pool. So that was mm. that was fine. Or bring I, out the sharks. I did do a final walk round just to pick up any lost property, and I think it was maybe work experience kids in at the end, and they're like, "We're going to clean the pool now," and they were just looking at like leaves and goggles and all sorts, and they're like, oh, "We're going to be here for a while." Yeah. <laughs> it was actually uh, the, the best comment came from one of the lifeguards that said, "This is a really easy event. What's this, what's so difficult?" <laughs> I, I think that speaks to kind of how like yeah. you know. Crossfitters can go away and work on their weaknesses, right? And swim it more and more are doing swimming now and getting better at that. But it's still a chance for kind of specialists, often with who come from a swimming background, yeah, are still always going to shine in but, that event. But do you know the other thing I, no- I noticed on on the on the last heat, there was a couple of teams that had left. It was interesting. They had some poor swimmers at the start, and they had some awesome swimmers at the end. So it was rather than the average, they had the, the kind of the, the mm. spectrum. And the guy who's obviously the best swimmer did not have a lot of time to get through his his, his distance so yeah went, went out full full send on the first on the yeah. first lap and i just by the end of it it looked like he was really hurting but it was it was yeah nice to see 
nice to see the difference in some strategies like you were saying at the start as well about whether you send out your weaker athlete to do the the short stuff or mm. or where you get to it but yeah nice nice event actually and it's a good use of the pool to have it have it next door well, that, that's that's I was going to say, what, what's next? Don't you, do you start adding a barbell? Weight vest. In, uh, yeah. Yeah, weight vest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Partners carry down the, down the length. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, some of them would be quicker if you gave them two kettlebells and said, right, run the length of the pool, hold yeah. your breath. It would have been quicker than in swimming. <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. But not no, but there's, there's not a huge amount. There's not a huge amount of space at the end, though, to do that. No. Um, well, it would be good to see it, to put some mats on, maybe do, maybe do some... I mean, the the thing is, you, with kettlebell and dumbbells, it's too wet and slippery yeah, oh, to yeah, do yeah, it. Drop it yeah. That's why I say maybe an assault bike would be a nice one. Bit of aqua aerobics would be all right. Aqua aerobics. <laughs> uh, bye, guys. <laughs> there we go. I, th I think one thing they could introduce actually would be uh, weight pickups from the floor, uh, from the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Um, but I, pro I imagine a lot of that's about doing the talking with the like bath here and being like, are you happy for us to have heavyweights or maybe not heavyweights just needs to be a weight in the bottom but, but probably the risk of damage is increasing but, that, but that's i mean that's interesting is it a worm at the that, bottom of this yeah. pool you <laughs> must find it, 60, bring 60, it to the 60 kilos. no but i mean a, a, a weight a weight pickup from the bottom of the pool is a standard life it's on the standard lifeguard test oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. It's, it's it's a pretty standard pool mm. exercise competence it's whether they're comfortable letting a bunch of crossfitters who can't swim <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah you said I was bunch, <laughs> well, bunch you know. of crossfitters who are very, <laughs> very, very proficient yeah. in sinking. Yeah, yeah, going down would be fine. Coming <laughs> yeah, up might yeah. be might be more of a problem. But yeah, instead of weight, surely they could just you know those little things you used to have in junior school where they're just like the teachers just like chuck them into Actually, the middle of the pool. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Noodles. Noodles. You know the you know the, you talk about the sink straws, aren't yeah. you? The ones in the hollows. You could you could put them at strategic distances, so you have to swim out, dive to collect it, and of course, as the pool the pool deepens towards the middle. So there'd be increasing depths. So you've got to swim. Well, it's a, it's a fetch. It's like a, a crystal oh. maze event. It's like a fetch. It's, it's fetch, isn't it? It's like throw, well, throw the thinking, stick, go and fetch I was it. thinking, well, they did in the in and outs, didn't they, at the pool? Yeah. So I was thinking, have have something like that, that you drop in the pool, jump in, go get it, but get it out the pool, and yeah. like get out the pool. No, but I what mean, you should do is you should do a max distance throw into the pool. So you should get one of the teammates, you've got to throw this as far as you can. So max distance, both furthest scored. wins, both scored, yeah, yeah, and then you're like, and now your team has to swim and get it, yeah, yeah. No, but that's not a bad For test. Time. That's not a bad test because there's a few observing. There are more than a few people who are not comfortable with the water. So three plus meter depth to dive to pick something up isn't going to be quite a long way out of their comfort zone. And that would that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a bad idea actually. The, um, and I think you could get some sitters to sit on the side and like splash their feet to kind of simulate waves. Well, <laughs> that's it. You could send all the judges on a scuba course first, <laughs> so they could be underneath the water judging. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure my stopwatch should work underwater, but we're, we're going to send this to uh, Ollie for thoughts on next year's uh, next year's uh, water. I heard on I heard on the Chalk and Fitness podcast he was like some sort of throw, but the shoulder mobility wouldn't work. Yeah. I guess maybe well, that's one of the problems with swimming; they just have zero yeah. shoulder mobility. I know with my sh shoulder mobility, I'd much rather do like like a hammer where you don't have to kind yeah. of have that same shoulder. Well, the the guys, um, I think it was the guys, the Stonehenge guys, had a British swimmer in their team. One of them, one of them had a British swimmer, and he literally swam 
like a minnow, just like straight out, straight back, straight out, straight back, just yeah. done. There was, uh, I think, one of the invitational teams, uh, one of the ladies had a uh, South African uh, swim. Lucy swim Campbell. Yeah. That was Lucy Campbell. Yeah. And she, I, I, I know she's got a swimming background. She swam phenomenally well. Yeah, oh God, yeah. yeah. So really impressive, like say to, I was going to say to see the specialist, but Lucy Campbell is an all-around it, it, crossfitter it, it, as well. To be fair, we were critiquing um, stroke technique on the way on a couple of the heats on the way through, weren't we? So, yeah, maybe be less said about that, the better. It, it, it's definitely easy to do that when you're on dry land, right? And you're not, not having to swim and do all that. So, Yeah, but it's always good to be able to back it up as well. But we're, and we all, we all know we're, we're always games-level athletes when we're on the podcast. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wrap us up with a quick chat about um, Event 6 um, because I think it's a really cool one because, I mean... What I saw is you'd got like, first, let's go back to judging, right? Because it was the first time I saw you had two judges per per lane, right? So it was a, a, a logistical masterpiece probably in that sense, right? Sarah, back on the mic. Hi, hi, I'm back. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, we did the first couple of heats as one judge per lane, but actually the sheer amount of to-in and fro-in and following athletes was proving to be difficult at times. So we were lucky that the other judge team came back so we could facilitate two judges per lane and actually it worked far better ah love the agile approach to that then well you know <laughs> you just can't trust these athletes to do what they're told that's the problem isn't it so don't leave until you're you know the two have to pass the thing yeah 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 no problem and then they're like oh, i think they're on their last rep let's go like, whoa, whoa, i think those whoa, exact whoa. words came out of your mouth sarah <laughs> I, almost word for word, we cannot trust these athletes to do as they're told. I think uh, you attacked words to me. I mean, yeah. Um, sometimes it's a bit like babysitting. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're all great. Even that's Don't polite, get me wrong. Isn't it? That's being very polite. That's <laughs> me being nice about the situation. Sometimes it's like glorified babysitting, mm -hmm. and you literally have to, without grabbing them by the scruff of the neck, say, "Get over there, <laughs> over that way." The finish line's over there. Two, two, two pointy fingers. Come on, come on. Um, so the first couple of heats, actually, um, the way that the format of the workout was was that once the sub team had finished, they had to finish on the finish mat before the second sub team could come out. And at one point, we're all looking, thinking, "Why is the finish line empty? Where is everybody?" <laughs> and they've all run back. back to the start. They've all gone so back to the tag. We're like, no, you, you know don't have to tag in this workout. Oh, hundred percent. So before you know it, you're like hauling ass down the lanes, well, like, get over the other side. Which is so. it's funny that they didn't know because I know it was demoed perfectly this morning. I saw <coughs> a couple of guys that perfect that demo team. We yeah. do have Woo. a demo team member in the midst. <laughs> Two. Jason. Oh, and sorry. sorry. <laughs> Get it added to the bio. Yeah, um, we've had to refer a couple of people to the uh, sports guide this evening to go home and read because uh, there was a few crosswires between a certain few people. But uh, there are certain things that it's not like, oh, I didn't quite understand. I cannot believe how many no reps I saw on front squats. The, like, of all the movements, that was the one that I just kept seeing people, and not because they weren't hitting depth, so they'd all hit depth, and then they would stand up and be like, oh, I'm almost standing up now, I'll go back down. And it's a tricky one, it's a grey area, because you look, you look at them as a straight line, and the knees are locked, but the hips are sticking right. backwards. They look like ducks. But, but so then you're like, Sarah, you just... We, we should re remind everybody that that actually was in the sport guide as well. A hundred percent. Ollie put in there quite quite specifically that it's quite common for athletes not to be at full extension. It's on every single workout description. Mm. So athletes shouldn't be surprised if they don't hit it 
do they get called out on it? You know what would be a good idea is you get a picture of some of these people and then next year you put like that athlete in the sports guide it's like here's an example of how not to do it and then next year everyone's like i do not want to be in that book yeah. i want to make sure that every record <laughs> is perfect shame. because it's like a hall of fame yeah. <laughs> well, you know, no not hall of fame book of shame book of shame we take that we take that and um, we did just brush over the sport guide thing so we've sent you're saying you've sent people away to check the sport guide i want to know why I want to know, you know, maybe not names, and but what, what, were, the, what, what were the issues? Let's, let's get deep down. Uh, and just, so, just so you know, in case you do want to include names, this won't be out until Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be safe and far away. Yeah. I can't do it, but if you're listening, you know full well who you are. Um, <laughs> it's a strange one because the, the sport guide gets sent out a week if not more, longer before the event itself. And so the athletes have got plenty of time to read that with no issue. We were notified a few days ago to also read it as judges, to be prepared for what was about to happen this weekend. So we knew, we already knew before the the briefing this morning, we knew what those standards were. And then even when it comes to being on the competition floor, you still get people not meeting the standard. So then it's almost like you have to refer to the sports guide and you're just like, guys, like so it's literally written down in black and white. You've been told by Ollie this morning. How can you get this so wrong? But look, look, Sam, the other thing on this is we're not, Ollie's programming pretty much to CrossFit standards. These are not things, these are, there's, it's nothing we, new. We always, yeah. I mean, there's, there's been a bit of a debate going on on Instagram recently about whether, you know, for example, whether muscle up should have uh, some form of elbow. Um, bent elbow catch and press out or whether if, if an athlete can catch a straight arm whether that should be allowed so at the end of the day everybody's got an opinion but the, the one that actually matters is who's doing the programming mm-hmm. and no matter no matter what you think if it's in the sport guide and programmed that's what that's what we should be judging to so but, uh, what what are the standards for this particular event yeah but, but this is but this is it's the same as crossfit it's, it's the same as in every open it should be the same same movement pattern and standard that's being taught in every foundation class, in every CrossFit box in the country. Um, I mean, just to give you one example, and you know, very generalised, um, we had we had we had an athlete who was not pulling from a bottom hang position, had from a bent arm position. You know, at the end of the day, how can you argue that? It's you know that's just basic standards, and that's and yet that. That has led to a slightly heated debate about what wh- whether those should be counted as no reps. So, well, hang on a minute. That's you know, this is basic stuff. It's not it's not something unique to Sid. This is something that should is 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 co- is a common standard to every single CrossFit affiliate in the con- in the world, apparently. But yeah, it's still going to cause some kind of discussion about whether we're judging to what standards. But Sarah's absolutely right. At the end of the day, it's it's all in the sport guide. It's all there in black and white written down. And we're just applying those. The standard is the standard. Which he, he says he's, he's pointing at his shirt. shirt. No yeah. one can see that. But he's, he, <laughs> we are on a podcast, Ed. Aren't yeah, that's <laughs> true. Sorry. Face for radio, right? Face for radio. <laughs> That's why I do podcasting. Yeah, something that's always a bit controversial, especially in muscle-ups. Muscle-ups. Muscle. That's a new move. Uh, Muscle-ups is the feet coming above the bar. Um, Again, it's a controversial one because you you don't get taught, when you're learning how to do muscle-ups, you're not taught to bring your feet so high. Gymnastics, okay. Gymnastics, not a problem. However, you know, again, we say it a thousand times. It's written down in black and white. It's there. You could highlight it, and yet still, 
still people will try and get away with blue murder. So then when you pull them up on it, the best thing you can do is keep calm. Because like you say, the heart rate's through the roof. Everyone's got high emotions. Just keep calm and say, go home and read the sports guide, my friend. <laughs> Come and talk to me tomorrow morning. Go home and read the sports guide, my friend. My friend. <laughs> and then come and have a conversation with him in the morning and make sure there's an apology in there. <laughs> I, I, tell you, I, tell you what, I tell you what is really interesting is the number of teams that wanted to, that wanted to complain but were not willing to fill in an appeals form. I think that's pretty telling, actually. So that's yeah. the process, right? They, they, what they wanted was to whinge. They didn't want to actually make a complaint. They just wanted someone to hear them whinge. What they wanted was basically say, well, normally when I'm at my box, um, I don't do as well in a workout as I wanted to. I usually just go around and tell everyone all the reasons that weren't my fault, but like why it didn't work out the way or, I thought it would work out. Or just make up my own score. <laughs> yeah. But I've never had to write that down that someone can call me out on it later. So. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah. There's a quote again, here. Again, there's, podcast. Yeah, there's, you need there's a microphone. There's a quote. Yeah, thank you. Good <laughs> reminder. There, there's a quote from a from a very famous uh, '80s film um, that involves uh, flying aircraft and has Tom Cruise in it. Is it Top Gun? Yeah, of course it's Top Gun. What's the quote, Sam? You should. Go, I'm giving you an opportunity to pick it out. I feel the need. The need for speed. No, Ow! no, no. That's my favourite one from yeah. from that movie. I am dangerous. Their, their, their egos are writing checks. Their, their body bodies can't, can't cash. cash. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Ed just dropped the mic then. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, we cut that bit out, but yeah. Don't, they're expensive. Yeah, Tom was not happy. But... <laughs> uh, no, yeah, Ed is now dead. Yeah, I feel like you need to get some um, like stickers, which just like, if someone walks up, you just skip it and it just says, I've been told to read the sport guide, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just to let you know, guys, that on Monday morning will be trademarked to Sarah Radcliffe. Yeah. So hands off. That's, that's hands the next, next patchy patch patch, isn't it? I think what you need is some just small like fractional plates and two unnecessary complaints. You just slide them on. You're like, you just, just, and it's not a lot, but it's just, you've now just got slightly heavier than everyone else. And the more you complain, the more up. that weight yeah, goes yeah. up. The thing is, it sounds ridiculous, but it's almost like when they come to you fuming and angry and you're as cool as a cucumber, they get even more wound up because they're like, I'm really angry. What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, yeah, that's okay. Just read the sports guide and come and see me tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I think that actually does wind them up that even really more. I'll be honest with you. I would really wind like, me up. And you're yeah. like, and oh, this is a selection of chocolates that I quite like, so feel free to pick from among them when you bring your apology. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe, I'll be waiting. But bring maybe, me a coffee. Sorry, sorry, don't you think maybe they just need a big hug? Head, I mean, headlock, maybe. there's a fine line. No, yeah. they just Maybe they're just hurting and they need a big hug. And just give just them a tap on the down. shoulder. The thing is, is that I've been in this game a long time now and I've developed a very, very thick skin. So you can come at me with anything. Hands, I'm still going to go home. Yeah, I'm still going to go home tonight and go to bed, and it's not really going to be a drama. Yeah. I mean, quote, quoting uh, Sia, I have thick skin and elastic heart. 100%. If you need a cuddle afterwards, just come and I'll give you a little cuddle. I'm pretty sure that's a Sia quote, isn't it? Cute. But yeah, yeah, I just it's it's one of those things where, okay, I get it. You're, you're, in you're good at CrossFit. Fine. You're good. Okay. There's a f yeah, there's a fine line of being good and then turning it to what can I get away with? And that's the mm. issue. Yeah. Play it. Play it. Play on, player. Yeah. yeah. I see you. So <laughs> coming out. Craig is now you. calling yeah. us out. We're yeah. being told we've got to leave. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, no, it was Craig. 
I'm not having anyone else take the blame for this. I, I'm going to wrap us up there. We've actually covered all all the six workouts from today. We've got a shout out. Woo-hoo. We haven't got a shout out. This work, yeah, sh- um, actually, I've got a shout out. Oh, okay, you know okay, you're different. No. Who have you got? I was going to. Hang on, you just shout- said we don't, and then you just decided we do. So which is it, Tom? I'm, I'm, I'm going to shout who, um, out Sai, Sarah. And Ed for oh. and for joining us, right? It's the uh, an amazing to have this many people willing to jump on. Ed wants the mic back. He's enjoyed it that much. <laughs> I loves it. Just we need to shout out for all the actual judges on the lanes 100%. because they're they're the ones that are out there in the cold at the cold face doing it hour on hour off. So they've had a very hard day, and they've all generally across the board been absolutely fantastic. So I, I will give a, a normal shout out then. Um, We'll shout out someone who's working actually at Sid this this weekend anyway, uh, Rosie Cox, who I did a she was on the CrossFit Bath podcast recently and knows far too much about my life because she's listened to every episode of this podcast and quite a lot of the CrossFit Bath one as well. So um, I didn't know she was a dedicated listener, but Rosie, thank you for listening and well done all your hard work at Sid this weekend as well. We love you, Rosie. Ah, oh, well done, Rosie. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Great wrap up to day one, and I'm I'm buzzing for day two. Sleep well. Can I get a lift home, Tom? Ciao, bye.